You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Ida. Alright everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Ida, and the story is as follows. In 1962, Anna is about to take vows as a nun when she learns from her only relative that she is Jewish. Both women embark on a journey to discover their family story and where they belong. The film is starring Agata Kuleza, uh, Agata Terzbuchowska, and Dawid Ogronik. It is directed and written by Paul Palakowski and co-written by Rebecca Lenkowitz. Joining me for this podcast review, I have Dan Baer. The feel-good movie of 2014. Indeed. Indeed it is. There's saxophone in this movie. There is. Cody Derricks. Well, hello. Tom O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And I am Matt Neglia. And we are continuing our 2014 retrospective with the Academy Award winner that year for Best Foreign Language Film, now known as the Best International Feature Film. Uh, this is Ida, the film that I don't want to say for everyone introduced the world to Paolo Palakowski. I think that people were already very familiar with him from My Summer of Love. Uh, which had come out in 2004, even though that wasn't his directorial debut. That was a movie, though, that um, introduced the world to Emily Blunt, uh, making her uh, theatrical film debut in that movie, and that film did pretty well. And then he followed it up with The Woman in the Fifth. Ida comes out, then it premieres, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, at the uh, Toronto International uh, Film Festival. It pro- actually, it probably didn't premiere there. It probably screened there and probably, you know, had uh, screenings elsewhere throughout uh, probably other international film festivals, I'm sure. But bottom line is that Ida was a movie that became the uh, Polish submission for the uh, foreign language film uh, Oscar that year, won the award, becoming actually the first Polish film to do so, and also received another nomination for Best Cinematography. Uh, we're going to get into all of that in terms of its awards run later. And also talk about uh, Paolo Pawlikowski's uh, follow-up success with Cold War uh, back in 2018, two years ago. But for now, in terms of revisiting Ida, 
let's kick it over to Cody Derricks. Cody, what do you think of this movie? And ultimately, um, yeah, have at it. Well, when I first saw this in 2014 in the lead up to the Oscars, I was impressed with it, but more on a technical uh, analytical way rather than an emotional way. And it kind of just sat in my mind as a, a good foreign film that wasn't my pick for the category that year even. And then in 2018, I loved Cold War so much. It made my top 10 of the year. And it really kind of turned me on to what Paolo Pelikovsky is going for with these films, because these films, I know we're not talking about both films, but they really are very similar in terms of definitely aesthetic and kind of pace and storytelling methods. This takes place in a much more finite period of time than Cold War does, which is kind of epic in its scope. But looking at them together, I'm able to see more the impressive you know, reflections on melancholy and grief that he seems really in tune with as a filmmaker and i I was much more impressed this time yeah yeah no i I definitely got more out of it on this uh uh, latest viewing as well so i definitely uh, can concur with that uh dan bear kicking over to you what are your thoughts on ida i so i had seen this in 2014 and uh apparently loved it but over the years it had kind of like moved you know to the back of my mind a bit and i just literally just before we got on this finished watching it for the first time since then and i had completely forgotten just how incredible it is i I, it's it's really like all of the best things of art house cinema of the like 50s 60s and 70s without without any of the bad stuff and like it's a film that is kind of amazing because it could come off very pretentious and heady and make no mistake it absolutely is those things but it it doesn't feel like that it it feels very simple like almost like this primal kind of story and god i i'm totally in love with it i think it is far and away the best film of 2014. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Best film of the year status for Dan Bear. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Coming up on 5-Minute News. 
I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Tom, what about yourself? <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough one to follow. But um, I had, um, like everyone else, I all I always liked it and very much admired it. Uh, its aesthetic is beautiful. The subject matter about daring to go into your past and possibly discovering some horrifying things about you and your family um, is very gripping. And uh, it won. It really. I came away from it thinking, this is really a terrific film and a terrific filmmaker. Then I saw Cold War and enormously admired it. It's also in my top ten that year. And I said, you know, I want to see Ida again. And it seeing Cold War filled in so much in Ida. You know, say, oh, whoa, this is a worldview. It's not just a simple story. And it uh, it gave it so much more resonance. I mean, certainly the cinematography is is breathtaking. Uh, and that that was always the case. But it was the writing and performing and the direction that really made these characters come alive. And uh it's really one of my favorite films of 2014. You know, it's interesting because when I think of Ida, you know, it takes place many years, uh, well, not many, many years, but few years after uh, World War II. It's in the 1960s. And what I find very interesting about it is how, you know, you think back to World War II history and the aftermath of World War One. And how the world was trying to rebuild itself and that inevitably led to World War II. Uh, the aftermath of World War II and this part of Europe and Poland um, trying to rebuild itself is mirrored by uh, the character of uh, Ida, Ida Lebenstein, who is ultimately rebuilding herself. And I find this journey of self-discovery to be very fascinating in that she is at first when the movie opens uh, going to commit her vows to become a nun, a devout follower of uh, the Christian faith and she then discovers that she is actually Jewish and that her uh, family was murdered uh, during World War II and she ends up going on a road trip with her aunt uh, Wanda played by uh, uh, Agata uh, Kuleza here in this movie. And I love how the movie then not only is a character piece about Ida, but then it also becomes a character piece about Wanda as well. So it's two characters that we're following on this journey. And then to make matters even better, the movie actually explores the after effects of what this journey does to both people after it is over. And wait a minute. The beauty of Powell Powakowski, 
like all of his other movies, he does this in less than 90 minutes. <sighs> How? <laughs> How? It's unbelievable to me that he's able to pack so much emotional and thorough storytelling with long stretches of silence, might I add. Yes. Okay, it's a very quiet movie. It's not a very dense screenplay in terms of its uh, amount of words on the page. But yet, there's so much packed in. Yeah, I'd love to see how long the screenplay is. Can't be very long. No, but, but it, the silence draws you in rather than puts you off. Well, because it's a movie about, I feel, like, internal reflection. And like I said, not just in terms of oneself, but also to the external and what's going on in the world around them. You know, you notice that there are certain things in this movie that aren't explicitly said, but we as an audience, we know. You know, the movie doesn't spell things out for us. We can put two and two together here in uh, the sparse dialogue between the characters. Yeah, because these two characters are so diametrically different in basically everything about them, except for the fact that they're related. And in a lesser movie, I'm sure there'd be more dialogue pointing out the differences between them to an almost comical effect. But this movie does a really good job of doing subtle but not subtle at the same time really hard cuts from one character to the other between these two women showing how different they are and that tells us all we need to know without somebody putting a point on it with words hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full review of the 2014 film Ida here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full review you will have to head on over to patreon where under next best picture for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this 50 minute long review and other exclusive podcast content from us on our 2014 retrospective as well you have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, Castbox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.